It's Wednesday, March 15th. You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. Rochester's arson task force is investigating a massive warehouse fire on the city's west side Monday night. It was at a vacant warehouse on Otis Street that stored wooden pallets. One firefighter was treated for a non-life-threatening injury in the five-alarm blaze. The warehouse had 15 outstanding code violations, but at this point, city officials say it does not appear any of the violations were the cause of the fire. The recent crisis involving two bags, one on the West Coast, another in New York, has been concerning to some customers. But as WXXI's Randy Gorbin reports, local experts say those failures are unusual and should not affect the average bank depositor. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and the takeover by New York State of Signature Bank caused confidence issues for some people about banks until the federal government stepped in to guarantee depositors would be made whole. It also caused some people to wonder whether it would be better to move their money out of regional or community banks into very large financial institutions. But at least for Frank Hamlin, the president and CEO of Canandaigua National Bank and Trust, it truly is an apples and oranges type of situation. He notes his bank has been around since 1887. If you have a bank that is known as the uh, startup bank, the tech startup bank, you have to imagine their asset base, their lending base, is far more volatile than a diversified community bank that's invested across all companies within the community. Hamlin sent a letter out to Canandaigua National customers this week talking about the bank's diversification and the FDI insurance that guarantees deposits up to $250,000. The federal government this week went above that limit for depositors at Silicon Valley. At least one local expert, U of R Simon School Associate Professor of Finance, Alan Marrera, says it would probably be helpful if government officials can offer more consistency in what their policies about guaranteeing deposits will be in the future. Randy Gorman, WXXI News. The city of Rochester is spending roughly a quarter million dollars annually on a new public art project. This allows artists to help determine whose work gets funded and where it will be displayed. One of the administrators is artist Kelly Cheadle. She has been a consistent critic of how local government interacts with the art community. In this case, Cheadle tells WXXI's Evan Dawson that she credits the city for its willingness to work with a broad range of artists. I know that I can be a loud voice at the city, and I appreciate the fact that they hopefully don't keep fingers in their ears. But uh, Actually, I think this is really healthy, don't you? I, I think so, too, because we can yeah. have different opinions on how things should work, and it's not necessarily that one voice is heard over the rest of them, but this sort of cacophonous symphony that we were creating is, is art. Submissions for the My Rochester Mural Project are due this Friday. A large group of advocates for housing justice from around the state were scheduled to bust Albany Tuesday, but a nor'easter changed their plans. Instead, scores of people joined an online telephone bank calling on government leaders to pass three bills, a tenant protection measure known as good cause eviction, a housing access voucher program, and another measure that would give tenants the option to buy their homes. Ithaca Democrat Anna Kellis, who applauded the group's efforts, says good cause eviction would limit rent increases to 3% and restrict property owners from evicting people unless they have a legitimate reason. Good cause is about keeping the private equity firms that are buying up large units to small units and then jacking up the prices, getting everybody out, and then turning them into luxury apartments because they could care less about everybody here. Most of them aren't even New York State companies. 
Some groups representing landlords, builders, and realtors oppose good cause. They say it does nothing to address the housing shortage and works against Governor Hochul's plan to build 800,000 new homes over the next decade. Embattled Congressman George Santos of New York has filed paperwork indicating his intent to run for re-election even as he faces calls to resign. The Republican is facing ongoing criminal and ethics investigations surrounding his successful congressional campaign and much of his personal life. But this allows his campaign committees to continue raising money to pay for election debts and possibly finance legal bills he might accrue to defend himself. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.